Ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday, so you know what that means. It's all new episode of Rap Lab Podcast. It's your main man, Kenny Man, ALFRE to the D. What up, what up? It's your boy, the one and only, the only one, the Rev Barber MC. It's your boy, aka Trash the Stampede, aka QG, Rap Lab Podcast, the one and only. And y'all know who I be. It's the Navigator, your boy, T.O. Y'all know the question that always remains what's the dealio? You know you've been asking that question for a while. It's going to stay don't... that way, too. Oh, okay, because we still don't know what the dealio is, but okay. That's the secret, exactly. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's an all-new episode of Rap Lab Podcast. Um, before we get into the uh, the show, just uh, again, April 16th, we the Rap Lab is a proud sponsor of Project Codename Wrestling. Uh, presents Fallout. That's in Union, New Jersey, at the Boys and Girls Club of Union County. Uh, myself and Rev Barber are scheduled to be there. So uh, come by, say hi, and uh, yeah, watch some good wrestling. Let's talk some hip-hop. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll be there. But on to this week's topic. And by the way, thank you to everybody who sent emails last week. Um, we definitely appreciate you. Um, we could definitely got to do another one because Rev wasn't here last week. So uh, yeah, we uh, I don't want his fans to be neglected. So there we go. But anywho. We're talking about the news this week, news and hip-hop. The first news item, we got a new beef on board, fellas. It's uh, Freddie Gibbs versus Benny the Butcher. QG, start us off. What you think? How did it come about? This situation came about on Twitter. You know, Freddie and Benny, they collaborated on two songs together. One of them was One Way Flight, and the other was a song called uh, Frank Lucas. And how the situation came and went was um, Benny was asked about his relationship with Freddie, and he said the relationship came and went. Like, he's just like, you know, we worked together, and then that was it. The relationship, the collaborations came and went. Freddie didn't like that. So Freddie, (laughs) Freddie went on Twitter, and then he started talking. He didn't like the comment. He said... Your album came and went. And he's talking about Benny's uh, latest work that came out. Oh, and, no. uh Yeah, he, <laughs> that was his rebuttal. And then uh, Benny came back at him and said, I don't see Freddie anywhere. I don't see him in the streets. I don't see him nowhere. And then what did Freddie do in retaliation? He shouted out Houston. And if everybody knows the news, that's the place where Freddie got shot. Uh, excuse me. That's the place where Benny got shot and allegedly robbed. Oh, no. Nah. So, yeah, he, he did that out of spite. And then Benny comes back on Twitter. This was just a Twitter war, basically, guys. And he Benny comes back on Twitter and then he says, you know, you were practically begging me to, you know, let's do a collaboration album together. And, you know, it just it just didn't happen. So then Freddie comes back and says, I can't take people like you serious. I can't take people that get robbed but talk tough on records. So it just goes back and forth, back and forth. But I did my history, and apparently Benny was making fun of the alleged fight between Jimmy and uh, Jimmy Jones and Freddie. If you guys remember in Miami when that went down, he mm-hmm. put up some crying emojis and stuff like that. So it's just a nitpick back and forth. 
Twitter beef. And then Freddie comes back and says, just get the verse cleared from Drake and then we're fine. Because, you know, Benny been teasing about doing a record with Drake, but the verse hasn't been cleared. So he's taunting him about that, saying, oh, well, you ain't get the you ain't get the clearance for the verse and whatever, whatever. So apparently Freddie is now supposedly getting in the booth. He's going to release a diss record and then maybe Benny may release a diss record. So it started on Twitter. It continued on Twitter. So <laughs> we haven't heard anything on Wax yet, guys. But uh, I don't know what you guys think about this, about this squabble between Benny and Freddie. This is all going stupid, man. Like, <laughs> I'm like, these two are nice in the game. And I remember that that time when they collaborated. Well, I think it was a Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist album, if I'm not mistaken. That's what Butcher um, appeared on the, was that the Frank Lucas track? Because I know that was the. Um, You're correct. You're correct. Yeah. You're correct. And I was like, okay, these these two could actually, I actually thought they at one point was going to make an album. And there was rumors yeah. that they were supposed to make an album, but it, I guess it never came about. But these two, man, come on, man. Well, <laughs> I'm going to tell y'all like this. And y'all know me. I don't give a fuck who hears this or what. But if that was Jeezy Freddie Gibbs was dealing with, that boy wouldn't have nothing to say. Quiet like a church mouse. Quiet like a church mouse. <laughs> if, that, if, that was, if that was Jeezy, he'd be quiet like a church mouse. You remember when Jeezy and Freddie Gibbs had beef? And Freddie Gibbs was quiet. I remember that. He couldn't, couldn't say nothing. No, nah, Freddie Gibbs was not quiet. He actually made a couple of diss songs on um the Babyface Killer album, and he went on a couple of interviews and was say, speaking about it too. Yeah, I'm about to say. I think Freddie did say something. Freddie, yeah, a couple ain't times. No jump, man. He ain't Freddie, down from nobody. And here's the thing: I like Freddie. I've been, I've been. Matter of fact, y'all want to know how long I've been rocking with Freddie ever since the Straight Killer EP. Remember that? Of course. Mm-hmm. All, yeah. All great, the way back in 2011. I've been, I've been, I've been rocking with Freddie since then, but. Come on, man. You you can't taunt the man by shouting out the city where he got robbed, man, and shot. That's that's foul. That's a low blow. It's it's in retaliation of what Benny did because Benny found it funny when he heard about the alleged fight between Jimmy Jones and Freddie. Yeah. It's yeah, like it's like who could get a one up? Who could hit? Yeah, who could hit who the lowest? That's where this is going. You say something, I say something, and then you know, but. Apparently, Benny hasn't said anything else after that, but this is recent. It's been all over Twitter, so who knows how it will escalate as far as a record. Did Freddie Freddy Photoshop him? Did, wasn't there a Photoshop of him and Benny the Butcher on a um, a picture on Raw, WWF? Yeah. I think he was Austin, <laughs> and, then, and then he had Benny's head as Triple H on the Titan Tron or something yeah, like that. he did. He, he did. He did. He did. He did. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> You know, Griselda always got a Griselda always coming with them wrestling references. By the way, shout out to Benny the Butcher who took a picture with JTG WrestleMania weekend. By the way, yeah, that was cool. Oh, he was there. Oh, cool. Yeah, but um, funny enough, funny enough, you mentioned Freddie. Isn't I mean, for those that watch, isn't Freddie also on Power Book Force? Yeah, he is a character. Yeah, he's a character on Power Book Force. So that's interesting, man. He's representing a character out of Indiana. Mm. Yeah, from yeah, Gary, yeah, where he's right. from. I'm surprised yeah, guys yeah. are uh, going back and forth at each other because they're like almost the same caliber of artists. But um, like you had mentioned, you know, he had uh, poked fun at the whole situation with Jimmy, so I could see why Freddie's upset. And 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 as far as the initial comment goes, Freddie was like, Benny didn't have to say anything. He didn't have to say, "Oh, well, that it done came and went." He could have said, "Next question." You know what I mean? Like he just. 
Yeah, that's what Freddie said. Yeah, it, it's 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 just random that these things happen. Like if somebody asked you about somebody that you may not have a relationship with or a partnership with, it all depends on how you answer. And Benny said, yeah, it came and went. Freddie didn't like that, so he re- he responded. So that's what really started this whole thing. Yep, exactly. I mean. And I like both. I, see, and the problem with me, as much as I love beef, and y'all can hear episode four all the way back in the archives way back, I love beef. I just hate beef when there's two people I like that's going at each other. Well, bro, that happens all the time. I'm a big Nas and Jay-Z fan. I hate it when they went at it. Yeah. Priscilla and Westside Connection went at it. There's a lot of beefs that I didn't really care for. But, you know, it's competition. May the best rapper win if it ever goes to the record. But if it goes to the records... Let's go around. Who's gonna take it? Uh, I'm going Freddie. I'm, I'm going. Fre- I'm going Freddie if it's going to wax. I'm. I'm a edge to Fred. Freddie on that one, man. Ben, Benny's nice too, but I think it's gonna be an all-out war, and it's gonna come down to the last wire, yo. That's why. That's how I feel. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, we we don't. Yeah. Hey, this this could be another Jada Kiss and Beanie Siegel type of. Battle. Who knows? Well, make some money off it. Speaking of people that we all like that's going at each other, this Uh-oh. next topic is, is just disheartening. The deconstruction of Slaughterhouse. Oh, boy. I'm going to tell you this. Uh, When this whole Joel and Crooked came with the album, I was like, I, I don't mind listening to it. My problem is still trying to present the word slaughterhouse to it when there is no slaughterhouse. If Joe Budden said he's retiring, he's going to make his word. He's retiring. And like Roy said, it's no slaughterhouse without Joe. Well, well, let's 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 back up for 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 just a second. Right. Um QG, you want to recap how this whole thing came to be about for those that may not know? Yeah. Uh you got to go back to when Slaughterhouse made the deal with Shady. First, there was issues with the contracts with uh, with E1 and Amalgam Digital. They were blocking the negotiations for a while. And then eventually, they made a deal. And I looked up the numbers for Welcome to Our House. They still have it listed at 200,000 sold. And Eminem made a, was in the interview with Sway, and he said, you know, they didn't make enough money off that album to recoup. And... It was expected for them to finish another album called Glass House. They were working on that, but at that when when that was going on, everybody was focusing on their solo projects. And a lot of people don't remember. In April of 2018, Crooked Eye left the group. He made an announcement that he left the group. And in that same month and same year, a couple of days later, Royster Five Nine said that the group was disbanded. So now. According to Joel, he's made numerous attempts for them to come back together, do another album. There's a lot of money on the table, and they just wanted to give the fans their story. If they're going to do one more Slaughterhouse album, let's just do one more. Let's give the people what they want. Let's say goodbye to our fan base. Because before they got the record deal, they had a huge fan base anyway. So now, Crooked is on board. Joel's on board. They're trying to get Royce. Royce said what T.O. just said. I'm not doing it without Joe. 
There's no slaughterhouse without all four members. So they come with this album, and it's a good album. Like, it, like you know, I listened to it, and Joel and Crooked are telling their side of the story of what happened and how the group, you know, disbanded and what went wrong. Royce and Joe are on the same page saying that what Crooked and Joel is trying to do is trying to destroy Slaughterhouse for money and tell the story while destroying and tarnishing the legacy of Slaughterhouse. And what T.O. said was true, that why use Slaughterhouse? Why use that? Why use that instead of just coming up with something different? And it's just disagreements. Crooked and Joel are on the same page. Money is on the table. Joe's retired. Royce was like, there was no conversations with Joe and everything like that. It was just, it was just an ugly back and forth thing. Okay. Rev, what's your feelings on this whole situation? It's just sad that these MCs with all this potential just couldn't put it together and deliver. I felt like, you know, their debut album was a little bit underwhelming, in my opinion. I don't know if it's because, you know, the record label or just trying to um, get a mainstream single out there. But I feel like um, Joe Budden is definitely the, the cause of all of this. It seems like Joel Ortiz had pent up frustration with working with Joe. And it seemed like a great idea at first, but... You know, uh, due to time and, and a lot of stuff has gone down between members, it just didn't pan out. And, you know, Joel T said himself that, you know, he was frustrated with just on Joe Budden's end on how he was just handling everything. It was always just uh, uh, something with him always going on. It was never straight to the point. So I'm kind of not surprised at, like, um, the way this has been split down the middle between these four. But it, it, it's, it just sucks that it's no more. I'm gonna give you know something. I want to add to that. I want to add to that real quick before you go, Kenny man. Do you you guys know Eminem's album "Music to Be Murdered By"? Yeah. To further add to what Rev is talking about, Crooked Joel and Royce is on that album. Who wasn't on that album? Joe. Joe Button, because so he said he was that, retired. That, but this further enhances the point. What Rev was saying that Joe was the problem child. Joe was hard to work with. Joe was hard to negotiate with. And we know the the situation between M and Joe over Joe's comments about Eminem's album. And then Joe and then M gets into details about the relationship with Joe. Joe, apparently, according to the group, you know, negotiations, contracts. I don't know. Joe was saying that he was asking questions and everything. And it was just uh, it was just a big mix up here. Well, here's my thing. I feel like all four of them are very talented rappers. But as a group together, they never appealed to me. And here's why. I've never been a fan. Of, I've never been a fan of rap supergroups because it's all it. Th- I don't know if this is going to make sense for what I'm saying, but they just rap. There's nothing special about them. They're just they're just a bunch of lyricists. It's like you, you get what I mean when I say that. But what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with it, but I just feel like it's like having a steak, right? And it's all steak and no sizzle, if that makes sense. So, I mean, are you saying that group didn't appeal to you because 
they're labeled because they're just lyricists. Like there's no there's no swag or anything. They're, like correct. That. That's but what I mean. Not, uh, there's okay. no swagger. Uh, there's right. no attitude. There's no braggadocio. Like nothing. They just they just going out there to just spit fire verses. Which is I, not- I, I think what Al also saying. There's no direction with it too. Like you just got a bunch of like top tier lyricists on one album. It's, it's like a super team in the sports, you know. But I kind of I, I kind of get where Al's going. So, like, for example, let's look at other supergroups. Like, so, like, West Side Connection, for example, they have a certain swag and attitude about them, right? Even even the Horsemen got a swag and attitude about them. With Slaughterhouse, the it was, like, vanilla. You could throw the firm in there, too. The firm had a, had a moxie to them. But, and I'm, not, and, I'm not, and I'm not saying that Joel or Crooked Eye or Royce, I'm not saying any of them are whack. Just I just felt like as a group, outside of rap, they had like nothing else to offer. Like, you know, it was they they it was like it's like a basketball player. All he can do is shoot jump shots. He can't dribble, he can't pass. He could just shoot jump shots. If that makes sense, like it was just it was no other. I hear ad- what you're saying. Yeah, it was no other added layer to to who they were, like to their identity as a group. However, you know, I like I'm gonna agree with Rev. Joe Budden can't get mad. Like, you said you retired. What? So they just, they just supposed to stop making music because the other three just supposed to stop making music because you decided you didn't want to rap no more? Now, here's the thing. Joe was, yeah, but Joe was like there wasn't any, like, that live, that IG live was ugly. I wish yeah. that didn't happen. But here, but here's the thing, here's the thing, though, QG. How many times, in not even just in rap, but entertainment and all other sorts of aspects of life, there, there have been groups and one member or two members fall out, the name of the group don't change. The Temptations had so many members, you they never changed the name. And they weren't the most successful R&B acts of all time. Sticking sticking with hip hop alone, you could you could definitely say brand Nubian because when uh, a Pooba left, Sadat X and um, Jamar came with an album that still said brand Nubian with no Pooba. So yeah, you're correct about that. Bone Thugs and Harmony, how many times one of them quit the group only to come back later on down the line? Yeah, but um, Rev, whose side are you on in this situation? Are you with Joe and, and Royce or are you with Crooked and, and, and Joel? I'm with Crooked and Joel. I can't fault them either, bro. I can't because, you know, they got a family to feed and an opportunity came to do something. But Rev, do you feel, and anybody can answer this, do you feel they should have done something different as far as a different logo? Because that's what got them mad too. They, they they had the pig and the pig was on fire. So it like, they're creating a story. Oh, well, it, well, Slaughterhouse is done. We're killing it. And what, I mean, what do you think about that? Do you think Joel and Crooked could have did a project that just did something, a different name or what? No, they're entitled to it. I mean, you know, they're each have pretty much half of the group with two fourths of them. And I heard the album. I thought it was great. You know, they weren't taking those shots. They were just clarifying, you know, a couple of situations, stuff like that. But it was nothing personal, nothing under the belt or anything like that. But I feel like, you know, with the logo and everything, I see how um, Joel and uh, Royce think it's not fair how they're trying to monetize off of the previous success or the previous um you know how they garnered a name for themselves off the off of this brand of being slaughterhouse. So I can see how they get upset, but you know at the end of the day, you know they're supposed to eat too. You know they're not just gonna stop because you know one person. So 
I'm with uh, Joel and um, Crooked. Understand? Yo, who's side are you on? I'm on the edge of Joel and Crooked on that one, too. Because, again, like everybody said, Joe is hard to work with. And I feel like Joe doesn't really communicate better, in my opinion. There's something about him that just spells miscommunication on all ends. And, and what's yeah, fucked I, up is the first time I heard about Slaughterhouse was on Joe's album. Yeah, that's when, that's and that's and that's when they had Nino Bless. But he was nowhere to be found since. Yeah, they kicked him out the group. Foul. Or rather, he didn't make the final cut. Which was foul. Yeah, because they were doing a, a couple of songs together, and then the opportunity came to come together to, you know, do you know do an album. Uh, Candyman, what do you think about that? Whose side are you on? Are you with Joel and Crooked, or are you with Royce and Joe? I'm with I'm I'm with I'm with Joe. I'm with um I'm with I'm with Royce. You said Royce and Joe. Royce and Joe, or Joel and Crooked? I'm with Joel and Crooked all the way because my thing is this: like, take us for example. If T.O. quits this show, what, we not supposed to be Rap Lab no more? Or or if you quit this show, we not supposed to be Rap Lab no more? We just supposed to change the name of the podcast and do something different? No, the show goes on. Life goes on. Right. Just because- what made it bad what made, what made it bad was the lie, because they were accusing each other of lying. Like, no, you're a liar, this and that. See, that's see, what made it get See, but that's something that they could have they had a private conversation. They could have just picked up the phone. Correct. And that's what everybody keeps saying. And I agree. But my thing is this, things do not stop. People are not going to change their names because now if they come out with an album under a different name, people might get confused. They got a fan base to cater to. Like, like, oh, we just supposed to stop what we're doing or change what we're doing because you decided to retire? Just because you no, don't want to rap no, no more don't, don't mean that we shouldn't have to st- stop what we're doing. You know what? That, you know, and you know had and, these conversations. And you know who this reminds me of? I mean, this is not really similar. Look at Three Six Mafia. How many yeah. people were in that damn group until it came down all the way to only Juicy J and DJ Paul? You're right. Yep. That's exactly what happened. That with started Three, with Six like Mafia. what twelve people and whittled down to two. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And I was surprised to see them at the uh, versus with both of us. Like everybody showed up. That y'all, was a good look. Remember, I know y'all remember around um. Around 1992, when um, Boogie Down Productions dropped Sex and Violence, mo- about three-fourths of their group was gone. Yep. True. And they were so so, so the album, to me, sounded like, okay, guys, get in the booth. That's what Joel and Crooked want. So imagine if Royce and Joe would come back with a response project. <laughs> that would be kind of interesting. I mean, we know Royce is going to keep doing his thing. He's got Prime. He's got records to do and everything like that. Joe, Joe is content with what he's doing. He has a great show. You know what I mean? I'm sure he's still got the bars if he wants to get back in the booth, but he's set on staying as a full-time podcaster. And I'm sure there was a lot of money on the table to bring that group back. Oh, that had to be. No, I don't think so, because if Eminem was saying that their albums don't make money to recoup, I don't think there was a lot of money. I think they probably got a a decent deal. He's judging off the sales of Welcome to Our House. And after all those years of coming, uh, all those years, obviously there's a story to tell. So I'm sure other other labels and other and other situations were, were presented because Joel was saying that he's been trying for so long 
to get the group to come back. He said he's had conversation after conversation with Joe to try to do something for a long time. So finally, I, I guess Joel and Crooked got tired of it. If there's money being offered, we're not going to turn down the money. Let's go get this money. Whoever want to be a part of it, be a part of it. If you don't, you don't. Fair enough, but do you do you think we'll ever get a, a not not even just an album because I think an album is wishful thinking at this point. But do you think we'll ever get another slaughterhouse song with the four of them? I don't I think so. Doubt it. I, I doubt, doubt it. it. Yeah, I, I ain't doubt it. My breath. Yeah. <laughs> Me either, man. I'm I, sorry. I, I don't. I don't know about this. Yeah, I love the group. I love the work, but I I, I don't see it. All right, and continuing the theme of people. That used to be friends, that ain't friends no more. Bow Wow calls the music he did with Jermaine <laughs> Dupree when he was young mid, which I found out stands for mediocre. This motherfucker is really, yo, Bow Wow, I'm sorry, man, but you are ungrateful, man. Super you telling me. You telling me. All, on it, on nah, fuck that. You with Jermaine all, Dupree. With Jermaine Dupree. You telling me all those records, whether when you was a kid, from Bounce With Me. All the way to at least Unleash. What was that? His album Unleash, but he didn't really have much, uh, much to do with Jermaine Dupri. But 2000 and 2002, you should thank Jermaine Dupri. The hell wrong with you? There was I understand because there was a theme because he was a kid. So you know that's that you know kids love you know Team Bop, kids Bop, all that stuff with the bounce with me and uh, uh take you home or whatever that song was. But Bow Wow, stop it. No way you should be telling Jermaine or throw shots at Jermaine Dupree about your career being mid when your albums were freaking popping. His and album platinum. sold. Yeah. Your he albums were records. selling like crazy. And not only that, you were on remixes. You were in movies. So where is the part that your career was mid working with Jermaine Dupree? Let me tell you something. Uh, uh, once again on Twitter, he had a question and answers thing on Twitter. And this is where this whole thing stems from. Yeah, that's Twitter. A fan told him, a fan told him if it was not for JD, Bow Wow wouldn't be here, which I agree. So, so Bow Wow goes on a tangent and says, JD didn't make my career. He made Criss Cross. He said JD taught him nothing. He says what? there's no beef. He said JD taught him nothing. He says there's That's no crazy. beef with Jermaine Dupree. Right, exactly. And to add to that, Jermaine Dupree gave Bow Wow his record deal when he was 11 years old. And this was around 98, 99 when they first got together. In 2000 was when he debuted. And you want to talk about records? His two biggest records, like you, and, and um, what's that other one that he got? What's that other one that he got? Besides... These are his biggest songs. Oh, and um, what's that? Hold you. What's that? Oh, let me hold you. Let me hold like you. Like you and hold you. Right. Those were written and produced by Jermaine Dupree. His two biggest records. And he had yeah, the out nerve of to say something like that. So here's the thing, Kenny Man, that you'll find funny. Bow Wow claims that he's a Snoop artist. He said Snoop. No. Yeah, because that whole death row thing. Yes, he did. Yes, he did say that. And he, he did says, say that. And he said he says he's a Snoop artist first. And the fact that now Snoop has ownership of Death Row, he says he's gonna do his last album on Death Row. 
how it's supposed to be. Because oh, for people, man. Because for people that don't know, he was on the Doggy Style album on the skit. Yeah, he, he was on the skit. He was in the Jenny Juice video, too. He was there. And he had songs for Death Row that was not released. But now Snoop has ownership of it. So, you know, that there's a chance he may put it out. So he said him and Jermaine haven't worked together in 10 years. He says he doesn't need JD to make money. He said everything that he got, he did it on his own. Like Bow Wow was just bugging. But here's he my bugging. thing. He he did it on he did it on his own. He did it on his own, so he claims. But if you see any music video from that time period, JD is in every music video going, you know who this is? And JD is is just about almost in every Bow Wow video when they were working together. Shit, you want to talk about you want to talk about Puffy being all up in the videos dancing, while Bow Wow's executive producer was all up in his videos dancing too. <laughs> Snoop birthed you, but Jermaine gave you a plate. Yes, Jermaine made you. The funny part is he the first time I heard Bow the first time I heard Bow Wow was it that song from the um Big Mama's Big Mama's house, and I'm not talking about Bounce with me. What was that song with JD and Nas? What was that song with JD and Nas? It was, it was, it was a soundtrack? I think it was a song with Jermaine Dupree and Nas. And then there was a clip in between that all of a sudden it switched to Jermaine Dupree and Bow Wow. And Bow Wow was rapping a verse from Bounce With Me. And I'm okay. like, yo, are, are I'm like, talking about, are you talking about Life in 1472? That song that they did together on that? Uh, it had to be in 2000. I could have sworn they worked together after that. But okay. I, um, I think Monica was on that song too, but I could be wrong. Oh, it, I got to have it. I, I got to have it. I think that it was record. that record. And then middle through the video, there's a clip where Jermaine Dupri and Bow Wow show up. He's right. You're right about that. I and, and Bow Wow actually raps the verse. And I'm like, who the hell is this little kid? Where the hell he come from? And it actually is the verse and the beat from Bounce With Me. So it's like weeks later, that's where you will see the actual video about to me, but but that clip from the uh, Jermaine Dupree video wasn't there though. And, and I think I and I think both of the and I think both songs were on the Big Mama House soundtrack. And here and here's the other thing about Bow Wow. And I, matter of fact, you know what? Fuck him. I'm not calling him Bow Wow. Oh, uh, oh, Shad Moss. I know <laughs> where this is going. I know. <laughs> here's the other thing about Shad Moss, right? Uh-oh. Even you as you went at the you went at the Ice Cream Man Junior. <laughs> Yo, fuck him. Yo, if I ever see <laughs> you had to bring that up. You I, had yo, to bring that up. Oh man, you know what I was going with this. If I, I wasn't gonna go there, but if I ever see Shad Moss walking down the street and I'm driving, I'm flooring the gas. But uh, <laughs> you fucked up, man. Nah, you don't. You I don't heard he beat him too. You heard what? That he beat uh, what was named Romeo in yeah, the battle. Don't, we, we don't talk. We don't talk about that. We, 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 <laughs> <laughs> we don't, oh, we no, don't not, talk about that. Not, not the Colonel Junior. You ain't you ain't fresh as Zombies. Ain't that the record? <laughs> listen, listen, yeah. listen. First off, Shad, at least at least after the music career was over, Romeo played Division One NCAA college basketball <laughs> and had a scholarship to ICDC College. Oh, don't start with that garbage. <laughs> and he was on a TV show macking up Angela Simmons while you was perming your head talking about you was gonna have a wrestling career that never that never went nowhere. So you uh, stop. Uh, you forget he was he uh Angela Simmons was with him too at one point. Yeah, yeah. She left him, she left him for Romeo's. Romeo was the real winner. 
And and where's Romeo and Angela now? Because they ain't together as far as I know. Man, he's a little punk. He was crying on the show, the challenge, because like one of the competitors cut his lip and he was got his security, he was hiding behind him. Nah, he's a little punk. Who's a little punk? Bow wow. He, he Romeo. Did all that? <laughs> yeah, he did. Wait, yeah, they cut his lip in a physical challenge, and like he went and he told the security, and the security stepped to the competitor. He's like, "Yo, we're just playing the game." No, no, this can't be. Serious. You can't be. Your serious, boy, your man. boy looking yeah. bad, Al. Your boy look bad after that. I, 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 I don't recall. I gotta, I gotta look that up. I gotta Google it. Uh, MTV's the Challenge All Stars, or the Challenge. Uh, uh, it's one of, it's one of them challenges, the pros or something like that. But he was on there. And uh, he got bodied. He started crying about it. I didn't even know that happened. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know I, what? I, even I, even what was that reality show that Bow Wow was doing and Jermaine Dupree, the brat was on it and all that? What was that show? Wasn't love not loving hip hop Atlanta. Um, no, no, it it was his show in particular, and it was you know Jermaine Dupree was involved in it. The brat. This is when. T.I. and Snoop and Nelly, they had to have an intervention with Bow Wow with, with, with what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. But well, whatever yeah. he was doing, even, even when he, see, see, so when he was a preteen, when he was like nine, ten years old, um, J.D. was by his side. Even when he became a teenager and he did the song yeah. with John T. Austin, Shorty Like Mine, which was his third right. biggest hit, J.D. produced it. Right. That was Chris Brown. No, was, think, was it Chris Brown? You talk about Out of My System. No, and the song goes, uh, shorty like mine. That's Chris like, Brown. That's fine. Oh, well, whoever. Jonte Austin was uh, out of my sister with T-Pain, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Well. Well, either though, you, 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 you're right. Every mate, so he didn't learn nothing from JD. JD, he don't, have, he don't need JD to make money? Look he's at the production capping. credits. Who are you fooling? Every yeah, major capping. song you had, Jermaine Dupree was the producer. Even even he's on the had, like even on the like Mike soundtrack, the hardball soundtrack, Jermaine Dupree was behind it and still brought Bow out. He, he's had disagreements with Jermaine Dupree as far as creative direction. And he didn't want Bow Wow to go on the tour with Amarion. He did it anyway. And it made money. But it was that, that same, album. That yeah, album. Ooh. On that on that same reality show, Bow Wow wanted to do a mixtape. JD was like, nah, unless you're doing an album, we ain't doing no mixtape. Bow Wow just wanted to do something straight raw for the streets. JD disagreed with that. So it was just back and forth, back and forth issues between the two of them. But thankfully, Snoop, you know, I, I'm sure Snoop will probably get the record done for Bow Wow, give Bow Wow what he wants. J- Jermaine Dupree hasn't made any comments about it. DeBrat hasn't made any comments about it. But Bow Wow, you capping, bro. Speaking of Jermaine Dupree, my man had a floppy disk recently. I'm like, damn, Jermaine, you took it back. Well, I'm I'm yeah, a firm from, I'm a firm believer I'm a firm believer in never biting the hand that feeds you. So, uh, correct. Bow Bow Wow may wanna or no nah, fuck him. I'm not calling him Bow Wow. Shad Moss may wanna just shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> he tripping, man. Don't do that. That's the question I, that made I, you stop. I, I don't I don't know, man. These past few years, Bow Wow's been on the tear of like tangents and all that other stuff. I don't know what's the deal mm-hmm. with this man. Especially when it comes to women. Remember that interview when he had kept naming all the Angela and Sierra and, and all the other people? I was like, yo, bro, you lost it. You want to hear an interesting statistic? What up? So you know how I am a collector of monumental hip-hop records, correct? Okay. Mm-hmm. I have no Bow Wow in my collection whatsoever. 
I don't either. Not one album from that dude. I don't got a song downloaded. Nothing. I don't listen. I have one song. I have one song, and the only reason I have that one song is because it was on. Now that's what I call music, Volume Twenty Four. Okay. Back when those were a thing. Y'all remember now that's what I call music? <laughs> yeah, you took it back with that one. Yeah, man. But uh Bow Wow's ungrateful, man. He's just ungrateful, man. Don't do that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, now we're about to do something special that we have not never done in the history of the rap lab. For those of you who may be on Instagram at the time that we are recording this, we are about to go on Instagram live to talk about this final subject of the news this week because everybody's been talking about it but i'll i'll wait till we get on the live to further discuss it but this this should be uh very 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 interesting so give us one second as we boot up the live here yeah special you gotta do you gotta send us the request right yep so uh or once you get on then then i guess we request to join you Yep, so T.O., if you could go live on the... I'm already on the Rap Lab page. I'll just wait for the request. No, no, All you right. got to sign in to the, to the Rap Lab page. And I, I'm already on... What I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm already on the account. Oh, yeah, so go live, and we'll, we'll jump in and request to be in it. Where's that live button again? Uh... All right, y'all do it first, so I can try to... I'm trying to get to it now. All right, I'm going to go live first, and then y'all. Yeah. I, I never went right, live. Sugar. All right. In meantime and in between time, ladies and gentlemen, while we're here, if you got a topic that you want us to discuss, please contact us. What's that? RapLadPod at Gmail? That is correct. RapLadPod yeah, at yes. gmail.com. Yes, All right, yes, so yes, I am live. Hit us up. I am live on, on IG. I see oh, damn. Okay, let me. You started it? Yep. Here we yeah, go. I'll come and request to join. All right. I got to adjust my damn phone. What's up? All right, I see you on there. Yep, yep, yep. All right, I got to accept it. All right, my man Rev is here. All right. Yeah. And we just waiting for QG to come in. So I guess I'll take my headphones off, right? What you said? What you said, Rev? See, you got a haircut. Nah, this ain't a haircut. My hair is grown out. I just said that's how it's grown. My hair is all messed up. I don't even have sideburns. They faded off. You, you oh, got damn. a request? Yeah. It's been a while. I'm out here scruffy. My hairline, my hairline is not even. My I got a double hairline. It's crazy. So a lot of people got double hairlines. I don't know how that happens. I sent the request. You got me in. I got oh, you. It's, it's loading. Yeah. All right. All right. So what we what we about to talk about is the uh, the Will Smith Chris Rock incident. For those of y'all who don't know, here on a, on IG Live, 
pretty much uh, Chris Rock was on stage at the Oscars last week. And Chris Rock made a joke. He said that Jada Pinkett Smith suffers from alopecia and apparently Paul has um, said that she looked like Demi Moore and G.I. Jane or something to that effect. I could be wrong on that. Exactly. He said G.I. Jane too. Can't wait to see it. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. So, so Will Smith and we'll get into the specifics of it, but Will Smith went up on the stage, he slapped Chris Rock, and he told Chris Rock, and my mind, he was on national television, and told Chris Rock to to uh, to keep his wife's name out of his effing mouth, to go around the room. And I know we all got different experiences because, Rev, you're a married man. This is a man joking about another man's wife in front of him, in front of the world. Uh, T.O., you, you're, you're engaged, getting about to get married. And me and Q is on the other end of the spectrum. So we'll start off with, with the uh, from the marriage perspective first. I know, Rev, you you had a lot to, to say on the topic. Um, first of all, let me ask you one. Will Smith write what he did? Two, how would you have reacted if you spoken about this? And, of course, and the situation is the same. He's just making a joke in a short show. And three... If anything, what could have been done different? I definitely would have approached him backstage. I wouldn't have done that in a public forum. You know, at the end of the day, these guys are professionals and they are like expected to have some kind of composure in the limelight. Um, after he punched or smacked him, rather, you know, I thought it was just a done issue after that, but all that screaming from the sidelines, I don't think that was. Um, also, you know, he laughed at the joke first, and then he saw his wife felt some kind of way about it. And I think it just, like, hit him that, you know, he was tired of getting punked and being the memes and all types of stuff that, you know, like, people say about Will Smith. Even, even a family guy, when they're saying, like, you know, he's a clean rapper and they were dissing him. I think he just got tired of it, and, and he just had a moment and just took it out on, on poor Chris Rock there, you know. And shout out to Chris Rock for being a professional because he kept his composure. You know, the show, the show continues. Um, I understand, like, having to defend your wife's honor, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, of course, as a man, you have to step up. And that's what you agree to if you're putting a ring on a woman, you know? It's to be her protector. Like I said, being a famous actor, you do have to keep a level of composure when it comes to moments like these. I mean, you know... Now he's losing movie deals on Netflix. Supposedly, Bad Boy Four is halted, and it's it's just not good for business. I, I from a business aspect, I just I just think he should have calmed down. And if it was really that personal, just catch it backstage. And he didn't even write the joke. He has writers, you know. Okay. What What about you, Tio? I agree with what you said. Like. When I first saw it live, I eyes well thrown on the stage, but then it was like, oh, this, this is real. But like he said, it was kind of a wrong timing of doing it on national public television. And there's nothing wrong with defending your wife, but on live, te- or live national television, nah, that was the right time to go backstage or after the show. Talk to him, tell him what's the deal, and but 
But again, piggyback off E. He did say. He I mean, did say. What was Smith I mean, was laughing? What was Smith that's was her. laughing? But when that's he saw Jada's reaction, that's when it all changed the environment, the vibe, all that stuff. All that stuff, dog. So, so again, again, Smith put a little stain on his legacy. On his legacy. Especially with the Oscars, with because, the Oscars because no one talks about, no his, talks about his award that he, deserves. that he deserves. They don't talk about Denzel. Samuel Jackson. The moment with Lady Gaga. All the other stuff. When you talk about the Oscars, it's slap the turtle around the world. Will Smith got to be better than that. Smith got to be better than that. All right. What about what about you? What's your what's your opinion? My opinion on this situation. You got to go back to when the rumors and everything was going on I don't know if Jada thought that it was going to help the situation. It backfired. And to me, Will was just so embarrassed and so deeply hurt and just broken from that red table. Because we have known Will Smith to pride himself on being a good husband and father, regardless of what anybody says about the open marriage. He's mentioned that in interviews. He's mentioned that in songs. His whole thing is being a good husband and father. As a man, and we all can agree to this, it hurts knowing that the woman you love goes to find that type of comfort and satisfaction from another man. It breaks you up inside. And I think from that time on, Will was not the same. It's at the point where now... He feels he has to do something to show and prove that he's a good husband and a good provider and a good comforter for his wife. So whatever happens, he has to step out and show and prove like, hey, don't talk about my wife like that or anything. Even though Chris Rock is a professional stand-up comedian, people get cracked on all the time. This is a profession from stand-up comedians. And like my brother said, we'll laugh at the joke initially. When he looked over and he saw Jada's reaction, all she did was roll her eyes. And then when he saw that, he got up and he hit Chris Rock. And when he hit Chris Rock, you saw on the angle she was laughing. So it just made everything look out of whack. And Will looks like the villain. Will looks like the bad one. Chris Rock is the hero. And... I think Will was just on the edge because of this whole situation of him being questioned. How can Jada go and find comfort from somebody else when you're supposed to be the guy? You're supposed to be the one to be that provider and be that source of comfort. I think he was embarrassed and he was hurt. And he decided, well, now I'm going to show and prove that I'm a good father and husband by doing something like that if anybody insults my wife or my family. That's what I think. Well, here is 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 my opinion, and I could be I could be wrong, Henry. But like y'all said, 
he laughed at the joke initially. That's number one. But then when he looked over at Jada, all of a sudden, that's when that's when the joke's not funny no more because she's not laughing. There's actually alternate camera footage out there that exists where she actually giggled a bit at the joke, if y'all seen it. Yes. So, that's number one. Number two, we're talking about the Oscars. It's a nationwide award show on national television. And you mean to tell me that on a show on national television where what he's saying has to be approved by a producer, you're going to get mad at a joke? And the joke wasn't even that funny. And then we all know Chris Rock for the years. Chris Rock has been doing comedy how long? 30 years? 35 years, maybe? Just about. And... He gets paid to roast people. And the joke wasn't even that funny. The joke wasn't that funny. I didn't find it funny. It was a G.I. Jane joke. That's the, I'm glad you... It, I don't even think Chris knew about the alopecia. You, you, you know what I think about this whole thing? When I heard the joke, I didn't really laugh. I actually thought it was more... Well, some people could think it's an insult. I kind of thought it was a compliment because G.I. Yeah, Jane guessed she's bald. But at the same time, I took it as strength and courage because when you look at the G.I. Jane character, that also represents of a strong, of a strength character type woman and a soldier. So that's where I was going with it as if like, okay, he sort of complimented that Jada still has the strength and, and we're not saying she's ugly, because she is beautiful with the ball. Look, she's really rocking it. I've got to give it to her. And I know she's really alopecia. But I was looking at some comments, and some people was talking about, like, he attacked a black woman. He did. But if I remember correctly, I could have sworn Regina Hall, hate to throw her under the bus, and Wanda Sachs, a black female comedian, both took shots which was read on the prompter, of uh, LeBron James' hairline. That was actually on TV, by the way. But they kind of swept that under the rug. But then also, T.O. No, before you go, out, but you saw those two laughing. Here's my thing, though. Chris Rock has been known to make these types of jokes and comments, too. He executive produced a movie called Good Hair. That's what he's also in trouble for. Like, I, and then here's my other thing. I feel like Will Smith is a bitch. Because if it would have been any anybody bigger than Will Smith or or a known legit tough guy, he wouldn't have went up there and slapped him. Yeah, let that let that be Ari Spears or Corey Holcomb or any of those guys. Or even 50 Cent if he was the temp. Will Smith wouldn't go up there. Hell, if someone like Jerry Seinfeld would have said something like that, I don't think Will Smith would have been up there. I think I think we'll overreact. And then the worst part to me, we all know Chris Rock is not a fighter. Yeah, he's not. He never was. I don't think I've ever heard of Chris Rock getting in a physical altercation with anybody in history until this point in time. You know what made it look more bad? The fact that it was the Oscars, and we know the history. They wouldn't even let us in the door, and we fought so hard to get our opportunity to even just be recognized. Hattie McDaniels 
for Gone with the Wind. She wasn't even allowed to go to the premiere. She would, you know what I mean? And it's like Sidney Poitier and all these great actors and actresses, they fought so hard for us to get recognized. And this was supposed to be Will's moment. Yeah, for that's King the thing. Richard, deservingly so, because King Richard is excellent. His performance was flawless. And if Will was smart, his main focus should have just been winning the Oscar and doing the speech and calling it a day. This culminates all the hard work that you've done. And this is a rap show, ladies and gentlemen. For all of you that don't know the history, the first rap hip-hop Grammy went to who? Jazz and the Fresh Prince. This was, this was Will's chance to make history. There's no other actor that started as a rapper that won a Grammy and has a chance to win an Oscar for Best Actor. Will didn't think of the bigger picture, and he should have. And just like Rev mentioned earlier, Netflix is putting movies on hold. T.O., you and I are in trouble because Bad Boys 4 is on hold and we're not going to be working. <laughs> That's an inside joke that people don't know about. But still, it's just you destroyed all your hard work. And Will thought stepping down from the Academy was going to help. Sure, I'm sure it's publicist. Everybody said, well, let's make the punishment less, you know, less severe. What he did was disgusting. It was an outrage. It went against everything that the world stands for. We never hear about any comedians getting physically assaulted from a joke. And like Rev said and like T.O. said earlier, if you really had a situation, you go backstage, you talk to that man, and you let it be known. You don't go up and you hit the man in front of millions and billions of people. That made That's front page news. Exactly. All around the world, the first thing they see is the front page is the slap heard in the Oscars. No King Richard Award that he deserves. No Samuel Jackson who got deserved finally getting a damn award. It should have been a long time ago. Oh, we don't even talk about the reunions that even happened at the Oscars. It was a few of them. Pulp Fiction, White Man Can't Jump, The Godfather, the, the, um, the deaf actor that won an award when everybody was clapping. They was doing this in sign language, which was beautiful and touching. They don't even talk about it. It was, it was definitely beautiful. Yeah, but this, this tarnishes the legacy of the King Richard Trump. The Williams sisters were there. Everybody was there. It was, it was supposed to be a celebration. But you know what? The, but you know what the thing is also, and um, I like I said, like it was more his best and his wife, but again, on national television, no. What he's still trying to do is keep that narrative out. As a as a as a reference, as if he's like, correct, correct. So he's still trying to keep that narrative is done. And this is even the thing about because even the kids, except the kids, also get jumped into the news and all the other stuff. A willow situation with a man or a woman, something like him, come up. Dating was acting for weird. He didn't see the oldest trade in the line of death. 
until like maybe a few years ago. And then when the talk came in that whole August, until that situation came. And that's apparently there's thing. supposed to be another table talk coming soon. And they're gonna talk about it. They actually red table, yellow table, blue table, black table. I'm not I'm not eating on no table, man. Like I call it the crap table. That's what I call it, the crap table. Uh, I, my thing is this. Where was his energy when August Alcino was, was talking about smashing his wife? In their own house. Mm, mm, mm. Like, where this was one, that? I, this one got into the butter joke in the first place when she, when she came out clean, I guess, about this whole August Alcino because they had a so-called open marriage, I guess. And then they take him in to raise him because he was dealing with depression? You guys can see it from that. You guys can see it from that red table talk. Communication is also nonverbal, and it's also body language. Look at Will's face when she kept saying entanglement. Will was embarrassed. Entanglement wasn't even a word until she said it. Oh God! All the memes, all the jokes. Like my brothers just said, Will snapped. He got tired of it. He got tired of the jokes. He got tired of the memes. He got tired of all the stuff that was going on. And then you look at the whole thing. Will, I mean, Janet at the Oscars, even after the snap, she did not even look like not one eye at Will. He didn't even control him. He didn't even calm him down. I ain't gonna lie. That kind of gives me a little bit of a side out. Some people say that this stems from, 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 the past, from the past Oscars. You guys remember that? Yeah, he did mention them in the 2016 Oscars. Chris did mention them. Is it safe to say J- Jada's a toxic individual? Absolutely. Absolutely. Rev, you want to chime in? You haven't, you, you've been quiet the last couple of minutes. I know you look like you got something brewing in your mind. Well, as far as Jada goes, you know, I don't think she's helped the situation as far as after the uh, said entanglement. You know, she's done nothing to, to, you know, empower her husband. You know, he's been looking like, like I said, just pretty much the heart of the memes out there. You know, with like, you know, the crying face and even the word entanglement, as you mentioned, you know, this wasn't like a word that was widely used or even known until she brought it up. But um, I'm just disappointed in her. I feel like she's doing all of this for attention as well. You know, like she's been in the game for a long time and, and should understand like how comedians do. She should have been holding back Will from going up there and doing this. And now look, like you know, I mentioned before, there's movies being on hold and Netflix deals being taken off the table. And I just feel like she's not really holding him down for real. Correct. And I, I, agree I, 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 and I had texted to y'all the other day, but I feel like Will for the longest, even before the entanglement, was probably because he loved her, was just putting up with stuff he didn't want to put up with. And it showed there because how is it yeah. that he found a joke funny? And the minute that he saw she wasn't laughing, oh, now all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you have a change of heart that quick? Oh, like, boy, snapped. That sounds like, like a puppet. That sounds like he's being control like a puppet to me. He need help. He need to slow down. He need to chill. Like, like and another thing, thing, I don't even think, I don't even, and this is just my personal belief. I don't think he should have accepted that award that night because even though he won the award and it was a historic event, it will always forever be overshadowed by the fact that he slapped that man. 
slap you think the academy should take it back? Absolutely, they should. Matter of fact, nah, because this is not this is not the NCAA. This is not sports, but they shouldn't take it back. But I think it should be. I think you should get like some type of suspension or a fine or something. Also, you make the academy look bad too. You're going on live. You're not talking about cable TV. You're not talking about HBO. You're not talking about stars. You're not talking about any service that you have to pay to watch this. This was on free television. There's been some discrepancy too, as far as the academy telling him to leave, and now the report was like they they didn't tell him to leave. LAPD officers wanted to arrest Will, and Chris didn't want to press charges. So there's been a lot of back and forth. And and who's telling the truth here? But I, I stand by what I said, though, bro. If that would have been The Rock instead of Chris Rock, or that would have been like like Tio said, like Ari Spears, or or. or or just some, or just some dude that was bigger than him. He went one there and slapped him. He did that because he knew Chris Rock wasn't going to do nothing back. Somebody put up a meme and said that the next host should be Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> now, but you you're know not going to try that. Oh no, don't do that. The, 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 the real winner is Chris Rock. Of course, bro. Have you yeah. seen the Chris, the Chris Rock, bro? For Chris Rock coming to Barclays Center in, in um in a month, it's seven hundred thirty dollars. Cha-ching. And the ticket was $45 before. He could name his price. And people go, are buying Chris. his tickets. That's right. Well, that even, was quick. Yesterday's price was not today's price. <laughs> even at that first show, even at that first show, where was that? In Boston? Yep. Bro, he, he, he came he out there, ovation. standing ovation. People wanted him to start out right away, but he told him, he's like, listen, I already had material set up for this show. I'll talk about it eventually and make it funny, but let me process everything first. Nah, man. I, but Will Smith is wrong on so many levels because, again, he, he didn't keep that same energy when Jada was, was out here on Red Table Talk in front of the world making a fool of him. He didn't. Exactly. Um, he didn't. Um, yeah, he, he didn't keep that same energy. And again, we're, we're, we're like, because, and this also proves, oh, so Jada runs him. Because, Rev, I, you're, you're married, man. I'm pretty sure there are things that you find funny that that that, that the pisses doesn't find funny and vice versa. But that don't mean you're gonna you gonna go assault somebody because the the sense of humor is different. And like I said, maybe it's maybe it's because I have hair on my head. But I didn't find what you said offensive. The joke wasn't funny. I thought the joke was corny. But at the same time, I don't find what you said slap worthy. It was yeah, I, I don't either. I think it was just an overreaction. Um, yeah, it was a yeah, total thing. And now people are saying or concerned about him that he may have mental health issues. He could. He, he could have. Yeah, as because I was saying, I don't think the joke was that funny either. But, like, you know, it's just the fact that it was said. But there's an overreaction. I ain't gonna lie. When you look at Will Smith, remember that time when Will Smith finally joined Instagram? Everything was like the whole world froze. My man was just getting followers. <laughs> doing posts every day, but ever since that Red Table Talk episode with the whole August Alcina situation, he doubled down crazy. Bad idea. That was, that was, a, and, and private life is supposed to stay private. You don't reveal exactly. everything to everybody. And, you know, but, but now, but now, but now once they put it out there, it's public. And, 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 and see, that's another thing. As a celebrity, once you put something out in the public, you lose your right to be private on that matter. That's like that's like when people yeah. with the Kanye situation saying, "Oh, well, you know, that's that's kids and his wife, family, it's not private. They all act out public." 
So you know what's fu- you know what's funny? You know what's funny? I had this conversation with my father, and to throw that in there. I mean, do you know how many jokes was done on Michael Jackson? How many jokes was done on Stevie Wonder? They ain't fight nobody. You think Stevie Wonder would have walked up on Eddie Murphy and slapped Eddie Murphy for all the jokes? <laughs> Eddie Murphy made it by Stevie Wonder? Stevie found it funny. They even did work together on Saturday Night Live. See, but so here, I, Will, oh, man. But here's the thing. How many, y- y'all have been to comedy shows in the past, right? Y'all go into comedy club and went to a show. Yeah. Bro, I yeah. in 2017 I went to I went to see DL Hughley perform and he went and he went through the crowd and picked me out and made a fat joke. I didn't go fight him. I know I'm fat. I don't gotta he, I, I see that he, he made a fat shit. joke on you? Yeah, he did a fat joke. I actually found it pretty funny. He called me you tummy. Remember what he said? He called I, you tummy? I, yeah, he, he he called me tummy. <laughs> I don't, I don't. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, bro, I didn't mean to laugh bro. at that, but that, I, didn't, I didn't expect him to even say that. I found it funny. I forgot what the joke said. All I remember is the memorable lie was that he called me tummy. And that shit, I was like, what am I going to do? I'm going to fight the man? Were you sitting down? Wait, wait, wait. I actually, uh uh-oh. Were you sitting down or did you get up to uh, to, uh, do something? No, I I was sitting down. Because that's the one rule at a comedy show. Never get up when the comedian is up there doing their jokes because they'll get you. You know, Listen, the, man. I don't, you know, the funny part is, I I got well, I almost got caught. Monique did. My fiance, he got on her at a comedy show. We went to Caroline's in the city, and he did get on Monique because she sat in the front. And mind you, I wanted to sit in the front because I don't care if he was coming after me. I was ready. If I'm hearing him talk jokes about people, I know how he gets. Just like Robin Harris back in the day, you see, rest in peace to Robin Harris. So I know off the back, if I was in the front row, I was prepared to come after him. I was ready to laugh. I didn't T.O., T.O., stop front for the people. If he would have came after you, you would... <laughs> You would have been buddy love to Reggie in the Nutty Party. But nah, but 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 I, I didn't even find a common slap worthy. And J and Jada and see this is the thing, she got alopecia. I get that, but alopecia didn't kill nobody. And as somebody who she's she's spoken about her condition publicly, and she's pr- she's pr- apparently she's proud to walk around with with, with, with in her natural state with, with, with no hair. So I don't even like like what do you like? I mean, I get the sensitivity, but at the same time, it wasn't offensive. I didn't mind what he said offensive. I didn't laugh. I just, I just took it again as a sort of comp, uh, compliment. But like, here's my thing: if he would have said, "Oh, that's why your hair, your hair fell out," now we talking about a different story. Or that's a different exactly. exactly. Or if he would have said a different tone, like a BHB, a bald headed B. Now it's now it's on. Or he would have called her a bald head hoe or something like. Then yes, that that's that But but to say she was like GI The focus was G. And you saw Chris's reaction. He was like, "That was a good one. That it was it was a GI Jane joke. It wasn't an alopecia joke. It wasn't a bald headed joke. It was a GI Jane joke. And they know each other. They've worked together. Chris Rock was on the Fresh Prince before as a character. Chris Rock has done work with Jada Pinkett in the past. They know each other, so it's like, what is everybody thinking? Mm-hmm. Oh, and the last point I want to make on this subject, Rev. I know you got lo- all the love in the world for the city of Philadelphia. Shout out to our boy IQ. But this proves y'all Philly niggas is not tough because you couldn't take a scrawny Brooklyn nigga off his feet. 
<laughs> oh no! Don't do it. You can't associate Will with all of Philly, man. Yeah, hey, man. And listen, after he slapped him, and after the award show was over, he hailed. He he called for a cab with a dice in the mirror. Oh, Shout out to Chris Rock though. Chris Rock, Chris Rock took that slap. He laughed and, and said his little joke, and he just—he's he, a true professional, man. He kept performing. Ah, love Chris. Man man. Said, That's the greatest night in television history. <laughs> somebody put up, somebody put up a meme because at the end of the day, nobody's ridiculing Chris Rock for getting slapped. As far as somebody, I know, nobody has even laughed at Chris Rock for getting slapped. Nobody is ridiculing Will Smith. Tony Rock wants some smoke. Tony said he want to fight Will. There's a meme saying that uh, um, Scotty Appleton is going to defend Pookie. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a lot of jokes around this stuff, man. But Chris, Chris is a champ, man. And I pray for Will because I like Will. I've always liked Will. I, I hope Will gets his, gets everything together. I hope that family get you know Jada, all of them. I hope. There's peace and restoration with that family. For well, real. you know, Jada, Jada out here calling for healing for a situation that she started or exacerbated. Man, that healing should have happened after that red table talk. Seriously. Some healing needs to be done with that family. Some healing needs to be done, bro. But you know what also, Steph? Remember that? I know this is left field. Remember they, remember they were trying to pin Will Smith of that divorce for uh, Tisha Campbell and uh, Dwayne Martin? They was trying to put him in some rumors that him and Dwayne Martin were messing around. There's too many rumors going around about Will. That's what that's what did it. Yeah, well, even Mendez rumors. Oh God, after Hitch. Ooh. Well, I know I might get can I know I might get canceled or possibly slapped for what I'm about to say. Oh, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but Jada, Jada, Jada doing more entanglement than Garnier, Peace, and L'Oreal combined, and she ain't got no hair. Amazing. Amazing. I, have, I have no comment for that. I'm not gonna insult Jada. I just I just said she's beautiful inside and out, even with the ball head look, and here you go. And, and, and listen, y'all, y'all can clip this up and send this to Jada and Will. Uh, hey, 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 slap me. Hey, hey, look closely. Watch your mouth about ball headed people, boy. I don't listen, I don't have nothing against ball headed people. I love, I love everybody. Mm-hmm. You better be careful before Will Smith slaps you back to Market Street. Well, listen, Will, Will, Will Smith may have been the Fresh Prince, but there were a Fresh Prince on Chris Rock's face. That joke was all over the place, man. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, Will and, and and Will Packer was one of the producers. Yeah, Will Packer was one of the. He made he made a comment about the situation. You know, uh, they had an interview with him, and they, they were all disgusted and embarrassed by it. And Chris even apologized to uh, Wanda Sykes and everybody. He was like, "This is," he's like, "This was supposed to be y'all moment." I was like, "Chris, why are you apologizing? You're the one that got hit." Yeah, you physically, you got physically assaulted on live television on the yeah. awards show, the Oscars, worldwide televised, the pinnacle of. Awards in cinema. So, Rev, he was wrong? Yeah, he was wrong. T.O., he was wrong? He was wrong. Q, he was wrong? He was dead wrong. 
And again, nobody will remember. In the history books, it'll say that he won that Oscar. But nobody will remember. That's what tarnishes everything. And there were some good moments at the Oscars. There were. There was plenty. There was plenty and and honestly, moments. all those good moments, you can't even recall none because it's all tarnished by one event. And supposedly, uh, Regina also made a joke about the entanglement situation too on, on the Oscars. She did. She did. She invited Will to come up on stage and Jada... Jada had a little laugh, a little grin. Will was laughing. Like, come on, it was. And she worked with Jada from Girls Trip. Come on, like everybody knows each other. Everybody knows each other. Like, why would like? And listen, get it together. Shout out to everybody on the live. I see y'all up in there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We should we should do this more often when we uh got a big big topic to talk about. (laughs) This is big, all right. Oh yeah, and it's not over. It's like it happened what last week Sunday. It's still gonna be yeah, talk about last Sunday. They're still gonna it talk last... about it. It's it's not only that they're gonna talk about him more than anything, losing yeah, endorsements. And did he say he want to be a role model for kids? That's not role model, Mister Smith. Well, my brother. Get some help, brother. Get some help, Will. Take a break, man. Take a break from all this. Well, when it comes when it when it when it comes to uh, Will Smith, you know what I see? Who's that? A whole lot of nothing. A whole lot of nothing. A whole lot of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean in regards to Will Smith? Oh Lord. Nah, he just a, just a whole lot of nothing. I he, uh-huh. I, I don't respect that man no more. He got to get it right, man. He got to get himself back together. Can't take back that time. Yeah, it happened. Once it it happened, it happened. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of our little simulcast here. Uh, Nobody really wrote any comments. Shout out to Chaos Goodness, though. I believe that's a friend of Rev. Catherine. Ah, Catherine. Yes. My boy T Mac is in here. Yeah, <laughs> we got some people. I see my homeboy Ray Vien. She's in here too. Word, word, word. Shout out to Ohio. Yep. So yeah, we. Mr. Cool was in here too. Yeah, we do this. We do this more often, but uh, yeah, man, we could uh, we could wrap this one up. Anything you want to say in closing before we get out of here? Is that E in there? to yourself. Call me Water four five six. Ain't that ain't that E up in here too? No, I'm not sure. Yeah, you're right. Keep your hands to yourself. Yes. All, all I'm, all I'm gonna say is, not every, you know, there, there shouldn't be a situation that involves throwing hands unless it's absolutely necessary. In that situation, it wasn't. And then, imagine if Chris Rock would have struck him back. What it was. Imagine if he would have hit all out brawl. Mm-mm-mm. And I'll leave it on this note. Stage. You, you mentioned the whole how black people fought to get to the Oscars in the first place. They fought to get to the Oscars, now they're fighting at the Oscars. And if it would have escalated, who knows? If, like, it, it would have been a major L for the black community. You saw Denzel and Tyler Perry was yep. trying to console, confront him. 
Even Kareem Abdul-Jabbar even had Kareem I, I mean, he's had a lot to say about LeBron, but even he had something to say about Will Smith. So. Uh, What's up, Berto? Thanks for dropping by, bro. But yeah, man, like, you know, I think Will Smith, he's going to have to do a lot of damage control and it's going to take a while. Oh, definitely. All right, people, uh, like, like QG said at the beginning of the live, if there's anything that you ever want us to talk about, you, you can hit up the Rap Lab IG. You can hit up RevBarber.mc. I'm pretty sure if you go to Q Burrow Cuts and uh, get a haircut, he'll be more than glad to take your uh, topic suggestions and relay it to the team. Uh, y'all can hit me up. I'm always around. And, uh, yeah, or y'all could uh, send, send some mail to, to North Kakalaki and T.O. will listen to you. But uh but yeah, so it's a rap lab and we out. Uh, yeah.